Earth has a singular planet. In fact, it is anything but. For this is a story not of a universe, but a multiverse. Where universes and planets, such as Earth, were replicated and mirrored across a vibrating, infinite plane. Some barely different from the next. Others drastically so. This is DC On Screen. Every week, Dave and Jason talk about the multiverse of DC properties on film and television. But be warned, if it's been officially released, you can expect they'll spoil it. Welcome. Oh. <clears throat> wow. I'll keep that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome into DC On Screen episode 469. Today we are talking about. Uh, an episode of Gotham, the mid-season premiere. Uh, I think it was called Pieces of a Broken Mirror? That sounds right. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this happened a couple weeks ago, I guess, or last week. Uh, last I was Friday. on my honeymoon. Thursday. Yeah. For us. Uh, you know, I keep forgetting it's not Monday anymore for Gotham. Mm-hmm. Weird, right? But, um, yeah. But I was on my honeymoon, and um, as it turned out, uh, there was no Wi-Fi connection on the honeymoon, and I was really under the weather anyway. Still am. Yeah, you may you may <laughs> notice that his honeymoon turned into a bit of a sick ward, and uh, mm-hmm. and I guess an act of uh, sympathy for my comrade. I am sick as well. So yeah, solidarity, man. This is the first time we've been able to speak for more than about five yeah. minutes at a time without coughing or sneezing or doing anything else plosively. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's also it sh- should be of note that this episode uh, is the first time I have recorded in my new house. Yay! And everything is strewn about. I have a very rudimentary system uh, hooked up here. Uh, I don't even have a pop filter because I don't know where the hell it is. Um, <laughs> so, you guys, please, just there's some guy over there, like, in a couple yards away mowing the lawn. So, I apologize if, if that gets in the way of the recording here and there. Um, we'll do it. Yeah, we can. I. Yeah, just letting everybody know what's what's going on, man. Yeah. Just uh, I'm still sick, so I probably sound like a bag of gravel. Yeah, an animated <laughs> bag of gravel. <laughs> like someone um, just holding you and flopping it around. Sounds are coming out. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm going to start off with something positive on this episode of Gotham. The cinematography looks great in this episode. It does. I have a, I have a, I guess an overall positive thing to say. Sure. Uh, I feel like we're setting it up to kick it in the ass in a second, but probably I don't know. That's what we do sometimes. But I don't know. Um, I don't have a I don't have a plan here. No, I, but I, I really like it's an it's an okay episode. I just and I'm still excited about what was happening in the rest of the season. Like a lot excited about where they're going with a lot of this, um, mm-hmm. especially like given some of the stuff that uh, David Mazou's been saying, which we'll get yeah. to in a news episode. Yeah. I swear we'll do very soon. Um, yeah, we are going to do that really soon. Like, again, a few days. Been sick. Sorry, can't record. But, yeah, like, we, uh, I'm, I'm excited about where the season's going. Um, mm-hmm. it, it was just kind of like, the premiere was like, it was good, but it was like, it was good enough that it was a great hour of television to get me really excited about what was coming. But the hour of television itself was like, really good up front, and then a little weak, and then and then good again. Does that make sense? Yeah, and, you know, it doesn't help the episode that, like, they teased Jerome last last episode, and we were like, oh, man, we got to wait for Jerome now. And right. We, and we got we got no penguin. We got, like, no Jerome, no penguin, no really anything Yeah. this episode. So that was a tough pill to swallow, but it was, it was now, a gorgeous even, episode. Even by the time that we have 
by the time that we're talking about it now, another episode has actually aired in which that yeah. is happening. But unfortunately, mm-hmm. we're not talking about that because we got delayed. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. So the sirens commercial. Worst thing I've ever seen. That is like the worst I have ever seen. Uh, Selena act. Yes. Yeah. It was. <clears throat> that um, was bad. It it put me in mind of like 2 a.m. on a Wednesday in 1987. Oh man, you know what? All we had to do over the honeymoon since we had no Wi-Fi was watch cable TV, and we watched a lot of late night cable TV. Mm-hmm. Those are still a thing, man. Oh, I believe it. Um, actually, I did. Uh. I forgot I'd written this down. Um, I said, like, commercial, and then Selena acts like she's being held hostage. Like, yes. It looks like someone's got a, a gun pointed to her and cue cards pointed off to the side. <laughs> yeah. Sure does. I hope that was meant to be funny, because I, I did laugh. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I don't know what the hell they're doing with Alfred here. I love him. I don't know what the plan is, but he's a badass up front, right? Yeah, he's a badass up front. I dig him, dig him all day long. Don't know what the deal is, like why we're just like, oh well, you know, she was a very kind lady, and now I'm going to beat your head in, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is for the lady. This is for you pinning it on me, eh? <laughs> <laughs> all right, and it's but I- it's amazing what a um, a character who is a bartender slash he's like a dry bartender slash alcoholic cop when they want him to be i can't figure out what Uh they're doing with with bullock on that like i never mind it because i'm always happy to see him in either like it's one of those things where like if i nitpick it i'd be like well hold on what like we've done that before with that previous thing where he was dry for a few months and he showed up back at work and he was just like dude you know dude with a flask again and no one ever was like we got off the wagon what are we talking about yeah um so we've talked about his like (laughs) intermittent alcoholism slash bartending jobs before but um Still, it's amazing what a guy with a bat and Alfred can get accomplished in, as far as a legal investigation is, is concerned. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I was sort of like, no, oh, oh no. It's here here we go. This some poor woman's gotta die to I don't know. Yeah. Further Alfred's plot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I hated it for him, but like everything about that tracks, that's how abusive relationships work. In, in a well, lot of ways, like when someone intervenes in such a public way, it, it normally sure. is like you need to extract that person immediately because what happens later is like they become better at being assholes and get stealthier about it. Yeah. And in this case, it's just like he just went off and killed her. Yeah. 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 I just, uh, you know, you know the thing, the using a woman as a plot device. Oh, yeah. 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 You saw that coming <laughs> early on when. Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, sweetie, you're not making it out of this alive. Yeah. I'm sorry. No. I mean, you 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 coyly lifted up your 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 bang to show the the makeup bruise on your your head, like you were mm-hmm. basically dead from that moment on in fictional form. Yeah, like I I cut all emotional ties at that point. Yeah, you like, might as oh. well. She's gone, man. She's gone. You're not a person. <laughs> you're you're a trope now, and with any luck, you'll you'll die good. <laughs> um. So yeah, I, I like the the idea that Alfred is sort of just like tumbling about and he's a little bit lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't know what to do with, without Bruce in his life. And Bruce is just such a dick right now. He is. I just want to slap that kid so hard. I know. I, it, he's kind of worthless at the moment. I like Selena just coming up with the whole, like, I'm not buying this shit kind of thing. Yeah. And that was a fine point. That was I like that. Point. I like that. And I know, I like knowing that the episode that aired again, pre- between now and this one, 
um, explores a fever dream that will shine some light on that. But mm-hmm. I I really like. Yeah, it's it's a little boring to see Bruce be so kind of bratty right now, but mm-hmm. I'm I mean, like I'm okay with it because I understand where the character is. Like, I, yeah, I give it that. It's it's not. I'm not. I'm not truly annoyed. I just yeah, I want to get back to my Bruce as soon as possible. That's all I'm saying. Show just get me back to my 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 tiny bat mm-hmm. as soon as can reasonably be done. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bit uh, done with Lee and her and her little like I don't know. Her little role is the is the Narrows kingpin or whatever. That's <laughs> I'm a little I think that's ac- it's accurately described. I'm okay with it. I like it's still kind of a fun turn for the character. Like if you had told me after say episode 104 of this show uh-huh. that Lee Tompkins would be like head of the Gotham slums, trying to like kind of galvanize that whole dusty crowd out of their own, you know. I, I like it, kind of trying to bootstrap an entire section of Gotham by herself, and then told me that like, hey, that that Barbara who's kind of weird right now is going to be like kind of leading the crime scene in, in a few years. I'd, I'd actually been pretty excited about all that. Yeah, what's exciting about the storyline is it really seems, and if they don't do it here, they'll never they're never going to do it. But it looks like they might be able to like pull together an Alfred Lee Tompkins relationship here. It's what I've been wanting for since day one. I know. I know, buddy. I know. And I'm still rooting for you. Love those characters together. That's, uh, I, I think it'd even make for a really fun tension between Gordon and uh, Alfred. Oh, absolutely. It'd be awesome. Oh, imagine. And still, like, even Bruce, like, once he gets back to his senses, which I believe fully will happen, so, again. Oh, yeah. But, like, once you get Bruce back to his senses, watching kind of, like, two, like, a, a long-term father figure and kind of a short-term mentor father figure at times. Mm-hmm. I, like, that... Even that would be a fun dynamic. Hearing Bruce, oh, yeah. like, because Bruce, when he's when he's written like Tiny Bat, um, is extremely <laughs> wise. Like mm-hmm. he just sees through all of this adult bullshit that that you can't see through in the moment, kind of thing. It's like the kind of thing where, like, yep, that guy's gonna grow up to be Bruce freaking way. Mm-hmm. And I'd love to hear his advice <laughs> to either of them on this occasion. Mm-hmm. Kind of looking forward to that conversation. Like, I'm really am rooting for you. I'm I'm looking forward to that conversation. I really am. Yeah, like. I, I, yeah, I want to see Gordon be like, eh, what the hell's going on here, Alfred? And Alfred's like, do you know what a kippa is? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what? Oh, sorry, different euphemism. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, don't like how, how quickly Harvey just pops back up and how conveniently. Um he- he is a little convenient. Now, he does still have a good arc within the even oh, this yeah. episode. It's basically like they trust you, Jim, but you know, how long is that going to last kind of thing and like he's just calling yeah. out Jim in general like I'm the one friend you have that can call you out on this. You've got secrets. It's going to come up on you. Something's about to blow up on your face and I'm going to leave my badge and gun on the desk cuz I don't I don't want to like support you while you're doing this. Like honestly, I feel like if Jim told Bullock everything he knew right now, Bullock would probably have his back. Because the shows, they have that level of bromance in the show. Mm-hmm. I think he would probably back him. But right now, because he's keeping secrets, he's he's not. And I kind of like yeah. that. I realize it's it, it's one of those things where like I, it's a little odd to just see him suddenly displaced into a bar job mm-hmm. that happens to be the place that Alfred goes to. It, it, there's a lot of convenient... Like, like, for instance, the first five, six, seven minutes of the show are all very conveniently in one block of the slums. Like, yeah, it's all one little block of uh, whatever they call it. Um, uh, I can't remember right now, 
But yeah, like it, the narrows, the narrows. Thank you. So like it's all conveniently right there, and there's mm. there's a little bit of that, but it's not the end of the world. Like there there's it's convenient to see Bullock over here right now, but his overall storyline with James is like I'll take that. I'll completely take that. He's got a good yeah. storyline with Alfred. He always does. I always love their interactions. Always. So like a little bit of convenience for plot. I'm good with it. Just butter between two pieces of bread, man. I'm good. <laughs> All right. So generally, most of the time, anyway, any most of the time, I'm I'm kind of put off by like toy maker type villains. Uh-huh. And I was bored by this one until I realized that Riddler's going behind Ed's back. Oh yeah. I mean, oh well, that's a fun take. Yeah. Yeah. I so, I thought that because I know how much it annoys you when they do the split personality thing, especially when they use a mirror. Uh huh. It, it is. It is super hackneyed. It is. But I agree. It's not. You know what actually distracted me in this episode from it being so annoying is that I swear they said this is Gotham as an explanation like five or six times, <laughs> and it was like different characters. Like it's like they're just like whittling away. Like you know, let's hang a lantern. There's no sense to any of this. Like. Let's point out this ridiculous plot point. Right. This is Gotham. Oh, good point. Right. Don't try to bring too much real world into this. We have cars from the 1960s to <laughs> 1990s, and we have flip flones and typewriters. I don't know what you want. There's no... Don't try to pin me down. I'm Gotham. You know? Well, who would want to kill Lee? This is Gotham. Oh, Everybody okay. wants to kill somebody. That's fair. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can make that work. How does Bullock get a, a bartending job overnight? He's an alcoholic in Gotham. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I... I you know, I do... I. I, I don't have a problem with him getting a, a, a bartending job Actually, overnight. I, I feel like the way he got that job was just walk behind the bar and throw a towel over his shoulder and just be like, "So I'm here now." And they're like, "Yeah, okay, cool." <laughs> I feel like I <laughs> feel like it. every bar in I feel like every bar in town already knows who Harvey is, and they're just like, "Oh, cool, did you quit oh. yet?" And like, yeah, did you quit, I quit again? again? Awesome. Want cool. you on my side? Cool. Get behind the bar, man. Your shift ends at two in the morning. Good luck. Right. Yeah. I, um. I did like all that. I, I even I like I liked the blocking even of the first scene. It's a really busy block in Gotham in that first scene. Like with Alfred where he is, with Lee where she is, where James where he is. like it it's all very it's all very busy. But it was it, it it made for a fun scene. Mm. Like again, a little bit convenient, maybe a little unbelievably busy, but whatever. It made for a fun scene. <laughs> I think you just described Gotham as a series. <laughs> very possible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we can quit there, right? Just, just call it yeah. on all of Gotham. We've just, we've capacitated, encapsulated it well. A little bit. Um. <laughs> well, that aside. Um. So Ivy was a huge part. Yeah, and Peyton List is actually pretty damn good. Like she's been getting better, man. She, I've been watching her for is, a while because mm-hmm. kind of accidentally she's popped up in shows that I've been watching already. Well, I mean, she was Golden Glider over over on the Flash. Ah, but she was a Tomorrow she, People before that. She was in Frequency. Did you watch Frequency? I didn't watch Frequency. I didn't, I didn't watch so. it either. It was sort of a soft reboot of the uh, of, of that old movie with uh, who was it? Was it was it Jim Caviezel? I don't know. I, I, don't I have know. no idea. I'm just gonna guess Kevin Bacon because that game. <laughs> um, <laughs> because of that game. It's the best of God. I don't know what to say. But yeah, like uh, she was. She's. I really like, I've watched her, I feel like, over the last eight years, just kind of here and there. And I really feel like she's gotten really good. I don't think she started badly. I, I really don't. I, like She's always intrigued me as an actress. But I, she's kind of, I, I, it's been fun to watch. I've, I have felt like I've watched her just improve every time I've seen her. And uh, I, I like this version of Ivy. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I liked most about it? She What's did, that? She didn't kill someone using a a, a pot. <laughs> because I swear to God, if she had hit someone over the head with a Voss, I would have turned the show off possibly for good. I That might have been the That's moment fair. where I was like, I can't do this. I can't do this anymore. It cannot be a trope within this show that Ivy only kills with with the pots of dead plants. Yeah. But, you know, I, I liked what they did with her here. I did. They, she seemed more like Poison Ivy than she ever has before. Yeah, full powers. I, I like that it's like Poison Ivy is what's just, like, they're using the thing she does to describe her. Um, I, I just, I like, I like when the name derives from what you do sometimes. So she grows an ivy and it's poisonous. So she's Poison Ivy. I, well done. Good. Uh, carry on. Good. Also, the coroner who, like, splits open that chest should totally have died too. Oh, absolutely. Not one qualm there. Absolutely. He should. I agree. He should just be like, he should turn into one giant moss pile the moment he does that. But whatever. Yeah. Did we talk about Butch? No. Butch is back, baby. Well, so far. Kind of. I, I can't imagine he'll stay that way. But. Oh, I hope so. I'm really hoping we get Butch Galzine with, like, a basically indestructible body. Yeah. I mean, he would be an amazing kind of, depending on how you write him, he could be like a malevolent character that like holds down a whole section of Gotham or he could just be this monster hiding in the background always waiting to take over like a, a three episode arc anytime he damn well pleases and I would be okay with either of those mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't mind seeing him become like the like the big bad of the season or, or maybe even of a later season oh yeah I mean he is to her credit um, Fish Mooney as a character has essentially mentored two individuals that right now way outclass her I mean, Butch, Butch, if Butch wanted to mount an offense against Fish Mooney right now, he'd win. Penguin, same thing. And she gave him credit for that. Mm-hmm. Much as I've despised that character a little bit over the years, um, I gotta, I gotta give it, give it credit. They, they did develop with it. Yeah. Do you have anything else? Uh, one thing that cracked me up. Okay. Do you remember when Selena actually goes to address Bruce kind of being a, a dick in the back room of the club? Yeah. Sure. The way she walks up, because remember, I have a dog named Bruce. The way she walks up and says, like, Bruce. I swear my uh-huh. dog looked up at the screen chastised. <laughs> That's good. Like, it, was, it was exactly the way, like, we say it when we're like, <coughs> Bruce, let that, don't, that, stop getting my socks or something like that. Like, yeah. It, it made me laugh. That's good. And it would have been, I, I think, absolutely uh, appropriate if she did hit him over the paper with a rolled up newspaper, or nose with a rolled up newspaper. I wish somebody would hit him with something. <laughs> Alfred didn't. He got it on the wrong end of emancipation papers. I don't know. Yeah, well, Alfred should have come right back with a smoked kipper. <laughs> That'll work itself out soon. They've got it bigger will. problems coming. Some dude with a smile that's apparently definitely not the Joker. Yeah, whatever that means. All right, guys. I think we're going to wrap it up here on this uh, mid-season premiere of Gotham Review. Mm-hmm. Sorry it's late, and this oh is as gosh. long as we can go without coughing. I've already done it a few times. I know. All right. So uh, we'll be back in a few days with uh, a news episode. And the nice thing about waiting a few weeks on a news episode is a lot of news stories kind of get thrown by the wayside because they're just not relevant anymore. Mm -hmm. They've been disproven. They're not even a thing. Some have been proven. Move along. Some have been proven. Absolutely. I saw one today. And I'm, yeah. Big deal. Definite proven thing now. Definitely Uh tune in and check on that. Yeah. We'll talk about it. Mm. Throw our opinions out there, and we'll be chastised for them, mm-hmm. for our opinions. Mm-hmm. But it'll be all right, because, you know, there's more people who like us than there are who don't. Hopefully. So, 
and we'll have our actual voices back by that point. I think. Maybe. 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 Positive thinking, Dave. The power of positive thinking. Positive thinking, thinking, Dave. And lots of vitamin C. I'm going to need you to go, like, uh, get one of those energy packets and use it like it was a bag of Pop Rocks. Okay. Throw it right on the top. (laughs) Guys, thank you so much for listening. Until next time, keep some DC on your screen. Our opening narration was from Dan Jurgens' The History of the DC Universe, Part 3 of 10, as featured in DC 52, Week 4. It was performed by me, David C. Robertson. Intro music by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band, Future Elevators, could be found on Spotify or future-elevators.com. Our introduction was performed by Effie Ophelders of the fantastic podcast Stealing the Remote, which lives on SoundCloud. It can also be found on iTunes and Stitcher. We are proudly in partnership with TV Time, TV show calendar and social media site that lets you keep track of what you're watching, what your friends are watching, and where you all left off. DC On Screen is a maladjusted production. Visit maladjusted.tv for more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy, an improvised web series, vlogs, parodies, and more.